Hey there, this is Melody Schumann, and you're listening to my second podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about the stages of development of five and six-year-olds. Now, before we dive right in, I want to review really quickly what the stages of development are. Well, basically, they're expectations that you should have uh, for children in their particular stage. So, for example, you have your physical expectations, your intellectual expectations, your uh, emotional expectations, and your social expectations. And I always like to say if you spell it out, PIES, P-I-E-S, that's how you kind of break them down, or that's how you remember uh, all four categories. So today let's talk about your five- and six-year-olds. We're talking about your kindergartners and your first-graders. See, when children enter kindergarten, they step into that next stage of development in their life. Uh, kindergarten is very different than preschool. It's more structured. Uh, there's a lot more formality going on. So children, when they enter kindergarten, they, they feel like they be, they're becoming a big kid. So that's why they enter this new stage. And let's talk about the expectations that you should have uh, for children at this age group. Now, really quickly, though, I do want to point out When I'm talking about the stages of development of five and six-year-olds, or actually every age group for that matter, and you have a child that you're either, it's your own child, or it's a child that you're coaching or or teaching or working with, and you hear the expectations that I lay out, and you say, well, my child can do way more than those expectations, then that's fantastic. What that means is that they're above their stage of development. It probably means that you have an anomaly. And that's great. Uh, So this is another benefit to having uh, the stages of development listed out for you. So you could see, you know, is your child uh, at that stage of development or above or even being low? Now, keep in mind if you are listening to this and I'm listing out the expectations and your child is not at these expectations uh, or reaching these expectations yet, that's okay too. That just means that he or she is a, a little bit below their stage of development and there's nothing wrong with that because... There's so many resources out there that you can tap into to help get your child uh, at that particular stage of development. So this is good both ways because don't you want your child to meet those expectations and how would you know if they are or not uh, without understanding these, at least these, uh, these foundational expectations, as I mentioned. Okay, so let's talk about their physical stage of development. Right now, when you, when you reach kindergarten, first grade, you, you have a basic foundation. They have a basic foundation for their legs, their arm, their core, and their ab, ab muscles. Uh, they're able to balance on a balance beam. Uh, some are even able to ride a bike, uh, roller skate, things like that. Uh, but they still lack a lot of strength. And this is where coaches and parents, they, they get in this gray area of what they should be expecting from, from children in this age group. Uh, so let me give you some examples. The average five or six-year-old is going to struggle with doing five kicks without putting their foot down. Uh, so if you have a five or six-year-old who can uh, only do one or two kicks, then that means that they're below their physical stage of development, and you want to get them some extra balance exercises. There's so many different things that you can do, like putting a, a, a couch cushion on the ground and having them balance on that, stacking a couple pillows and having them balance on that. There's a lot of great ways to help them get up to that level. So I would say between three to five kicks, that's going to be your average expectation. If you have a five-year-old that can do 10 kicks without putting their foot down, that means you have a student that's or a child that's above their stage of development. 
Uh, one of the cool things that we do in our skills program is one of the skills for five and six-year-olds is balance because that's what they're developing right now. And in order to graduate from the program, their final belt level, which is what we call white-black, uh, they have to do 50 kicks without putting their foot down. So first belt level is five, then 10, then 15, then 20. So when they graduate, their balance-wise, we're putting them in the top 5% of their stage of development. So these are really cool goals to understand to help your child achieve or your student to achieve. But other expectations physically, expect them to, to stumble when controlling their body in motion. Yes, they may be able to ride a bike. Uh, yes, they may be able to roller skate. But they're still going to lack a lot of control because they don't have those fine motor skills yet. So you want to be mindful when they're swinging a bat or, or throwing a ball or throwing out even like for martial arts, if they're doing taekwondo, throwing out a, a really decent sidekick with the proper chamber, execution, re-chamber, and return, and proper foot position. It's not going to quite be there yet. So think about that. Their control is going to be very limited, and their fine motor skills are going to be limited when they do these things uh, as well. So, uh, you know, if, if you're a parent and you're working with your son swinging a baseball bat, yes, maybe he's able to swing a ball, but he's, if he's missing a lot, actually hitting, connecting with the ball, that doesn't mean that he's not good and he's not going to be good at baseball. It just means that his fine motor skills aren't quite developed yet, so it shouldn't be expected. Now, if you have a five-year-old that can hit five balls in a row and, and hit them really far, then that means they're above their physical stage of development. So these are really good things to know. Uh, other things you want to know is that they're going to have trouble with strength in their exercises beyond 10 reps. So if you're having your students exercise or your child exercise at home, when they're doing push-ups, don't expect them to even be able to do five really good push-ups, uh, let alone ten. And anything over that, they really are going to struggle with it because they're, they're not low tone, but they don't have strength yet. So keep that in mind as well. Let's talk about their intellectual stage development. Now, vocabulary-wise, five- and six-year-olds now have, let's say, anywhere between 60 and 80% of their vocabulary, which is great. You can have a long conversation with a child, and sometimes as a parent or a coach, because they may sound intellectual when they talk, you think that they're going to retain information and process what you're saying. Just because they can recite long words or comprehensive words and have a long conversation doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to grasp the concept or context of what you're saying. So your expectations shouldn't be to have a five-minute conversation with your child or your student and then expect them to really grasp the context of what you're saying. At the same time, they're going to have a really hard time retaining beyond uh, three commands at once. So to give you an example that everybody can probably wrap their head around, and I like to use martial arts since I'm a martial arts instructor, if I was going to look at a five-year-old or six-year-old and say, let me see a high block, then a punch, then a front kick. Well, I should expect them to be able to do a high block punch front kick. But a lot of times I'm going to get most of those five and six-year-olds if I say, if I throw in another move. So if I say, let me see a high block punch front kick karate chop, a lot of times you're going to see the average five or six-year-old go high block punch and maybe karate chop and then throw in a round kick. And I didn't even say round kick. And the reason why is because their brain isn't quite there to uh, process that many uh, steps uh, in, in one sitting. So if you sit your 
five-year-old down at home as a parent and you say, I want you to go brush your teeth, then put your pajamas on, then pick up your toys, then come back out here and help me straighten up the living room. Well, those expectations are really high for the average five or six-year-old. Now, if you do have a five or six-year-old that remembers all those things in order and does it, that means that they're way above their intellectual stage of development. So this is really good news. Now let's go on the other end. Uh, if you tell your child, I want you to go brush your teeth and put your pajamas on, and they go brush their teeth and they forget to put their pajamas on, then you know that they're a little bit below their intellectual stage of development, and this is the time where you want to uh, get them involved in more uh, brain learning to, to help them process information. Uh, this is really important because intellectually, sometimes our expectations are really, really, really high that we think if they don't process all, everything you're saying, then they're not very smart and you dismiss it. But then you also miss out on key factors if they're having a hard time processing even just a little bit. So you really want to pay attention to their intellectual stage of development. Uh, other things like five and six-year-olds for their intellectual stage of development, understanding their left and right. They know their left hand and they know their right hand. Obviously, if they're right-handed, they know which hand is their right hand. The same thing with their left hand. But then we get we confuse them when we're trying to have them uh, do multiple things with their left and right side. So another example related to martial arts is if I had them standing with their hands up and I say, let me see a left punch, left punch, right kick. They may be able to do it, but intellectually, if, if you throw any more in there, they're going to struggle. So as a martial arts instructor, for example, uh, five and six-year-olds, at least at the beginner level, they really shouldn't be working on forms yet. Uh, and forms is a, is a collection of moves put together in a pattern. And the reason why is because they're still trying to learn the names of the moves. So for them to compartmentalize the names of the moves and now, you know, use this move with this hand and this move with this foot, it's a little bit too much for their intellectual stage of development. And now keep in mind, if you have a five or six-year-old that's brand new, that just started in your class, and they can bust out in nine-move form uh, without making any mistakes with their coordination, then again, they're way above their intellectual stage of development. So these are great things to know. Now let's talk about their emotional stage of development. This is, this is my favorite, favorite, favorite age group to work with because emotionally, uh, they are very in tune with their emotions, especially when it comes to what, what builds their confidence and what motivates them. And you know what emotionally motivates five and six-year-olds the most? And you know what builds most of their confidence is by making you proud. Now, when I say you, I'm talking to parents, coaches, teachers, uh, any kind of role models, even kids their own age that are maybe uh, higher ranks, like in martial arts, you know, that are, that are at that white black belt level. They build all their confidence through making their role models proud. Now, why is this important to know? Because sometimes we miss these key signals where they're trying to make you proud and we misinterpret it as a lack in discipline. So another great story that I share a lot when I'm doing my martial arts seminars is, you know, you're in class and you say, okay, students, let's stand really strong in a good guarding stance with our hands up, strong and solid like a dinosaur. And then Johnny goes, dinosaur, I have a dinosaur coloring book at home. And then Peter goes, well, I have a dinosaur movie. And then Johnny goes, well, I have a dinosaur, dinosaur pajamas. And next thing you know, the whole context of what you were trying to do gets, gets totally distracted. 
And a lot of coaches and parents and teachers have seen this so many times. They get upset when they do this because they, it, they feel like it lacks discipline. And they yell at the kid or yell at the student and say, excuse me, you're not supposed to talk while I'm talking. And when that happens, really that five and six-year-old psychologically or emotionally, what they were trying to do is they were trying to show you that they can relate what you're saying to something outside of at home. They're trying to build an emotional connection with you. And if you shut them down and you yell at them or threaten to put them in time out or embarrass them and show any kind of negative reaction to that, what happens is they're going to start to build this emotional wall, not just against you, but against role models and adults in general. That's where kids start to really separate and where they don't trust adults and they fear adults. And that's very retroactive for their emotional stage of development. So instead of looking at it as a negative thing when they interrupt you trying to relate something, look at it as a positive thing. They're emotionally trying to make that connection with you. So for me, if I'm saying, let's stand really strong like dinosaurs, and Johnny tells me about his dinosaur coloring book, and Peter's talking about his dinosaur movie, and we're hearing about dinosaur pajamas, I'm going to say, you know what? I have a dinosaur figurine on my desk that I absolutely love. It was given to me by my student. So that's really cool that you guys all like dinosaurs because so do I. So now let's get back to this guarding stance and stand really strong like a dinosaur. You see the difference in how you can handle children in their emotional stage of development when we're talking about this? That right there, that connection, when I say, I have a dinosaur figurine, all of a sudden they're like, wow, Master Melanie has a dinosaur figurine. She likes dinosaurs too. She's my best friend. And we just made a really good emotional connection. And what happens to that student's or child's confidence and their motivation to the task at hand now? It rises instead of shrinks. So understand that that is their emotional stage of development. They want to make you proud. Very, very important to, to understand that. Uh, another great example is if you're a teacher... Uh, especially in martial arts, we, uh, now I'm not saying that we're all crazy or spiritual or anything, but we believe in full moons. So for some reason, when there's full moons out there, sometimes kids are out of sorts. Heck, sometimes people are out of sorts. If you're driving during the day and people are just driving nuts, I guarantee you it's probably a full moon day. Well, going back to my story, one time in one of my five and six-year-old classes, uh, they were just out of control. They were out of bounds. And I was trying to do everything I could to prompt them to get to stand, stand at attention and sit still, and nothing was working. And I was a little bit embarrassed, and I could see the parents all watching me, thinking I'm losing control of class. So I brought all the kids in, and I said, guys, come here. And I brought them in a huddle, and I said, listen, guys. When you guys are not standing still and when you guys are wiggling, you make me look bad in front of your parents. Will you guys do me a favor? Will you make me look good during this next drill? And amazing, boom, it was like a light switch went on. All of a sudden, all the kids stood at attention and were listening and paying attention and trying really hard. Even at one point during that class, one of the students started wiggling, and I remember this, and this was a long time ago, but Abby, my little girl Abby P., I'm thinking about you right now, she smacked, not smacked like hip, but she kind of nudged the uh, boy who was wiggling and said, Psh, you're making Master Melody look bad. So emotional connection was there. See, they emotionally wanted to make me proud. So keep that in mind. This is their emotional stage of development. Uh, if they're showing some type of unique or, or disruptive behavior because they're trying to share something with you, understand that that's their way of trying to emotionally connect with you and try not to do respond negatively. Instead, try to respond positively. It's going to be great for their motivation and great for their confidence long term. Now, let's talk about the five and six-year-old's social stage of development. Five and six-year-olds enjoy the spotlight. 
And with that said, it also means that they tend to lack proper sportsmanship. Five and six-year-olds will cheat, 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 cheat. Now, when I'm saying cheat, you may think I'm, I'm going towards it in a negative way, but I'm not. You know, they're not trying to cheat because they're bad or disruptive or, you know, they, they don't like what you're doing, so they're going to break the rules. It's just in their social stage development, they want to be the ones who have the spotlight. So they want to be the ones who win. So, for example, in our martial arts class, when we're doing relay races, and I say, okay, when I say go, I want you to run over there and do 10 punches on the bag and then run back. I guarantee you, especially the ones who are really high in their social stage of development that really enjoy the spotlight, they will do maybe three punches and go, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and run back. They've only done three punches, but they count the ten because they are trying to cheat because they want to win. So looking at their social stage of development, if you expect them to cheat, then you can use that language to help them step up their, their social game. So when we do these t- typical relay races in our class, we're setting them up for success and we're looking for them not to cheat. So when we're running these relay races, we're like, we're watching you. Do not cheat. You have to do all 10 punches. And we're teaching them the importance of following the directions all the way through. Another thing is when they do win, boy, will they brag, 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 brag. And we want to teach them how to have really good sportsmanship. So when we do the relay races, when they win, they're not supposed to go yay and cheer and ha ha, I beat you or nothing like that. We want to have good sportsmanship and vice versa. The same thing if they lose, they will get very upset. That's just expected in their social stage development. So what we want to teach them is we want to teach them when you lose, don't get upset, clap your hands and thank the person who won because wouldn't you want the same for you? So having these realistic dialogues with your children or with your students at the age of five and six-year-olds, that, that sportsmanship type dialogue, that's the, that's the main focus you want to have in their social stage of development. So if they do cheat, don't get negative and yell at them. Uh, if, if they do win and they brag, don't get mad. If they lose and they throw a fit, don't get mad at them. Try to explain it to them in a dialogue that they understand. Remember, they want to make you proud. So you could say things like, your choice to not do 10 punches was not the best choice for having good sportsmanship. What's the best choice for having good sportsmanship when we do those 10 punches? It's to do all 10 punches. That's right. You'll make me very proud if you do all 10 punches, even if it means you're slower than the other kids. I still think that having good sportsmanship is much better than winning. So using that dialogue, those are the key factors that you want to tap into, again, when helping them grow in their social stage development. So that's my podcast for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening. We're going to have plenty more great podcasts like this coming up. Uh, make sure that you're following me. If you're on Facebook, you can find me at Melody Schumann. And also, if you're in the martial arts industry, make sure you look out for skills groups and anything that's related towards skills for more great content like this. Thank you guys and have a great day.